Elliott Wave TV. I'm talking with Brian Whitmer, who edits Elliott Wave International's European financial forecast and contributes to the monthly global market perspective. Hi, Brian. Good to see you. Hey, Alex. Nice to be here. So, Brian, when looking at Europe, there's arguably nothing more pressing right now than Germany. So uh, what are your thoughts right now? What stands out for you about Germany and the upcoming election? Yeah, well, I, the first thing, it's a very quiet election season. I'm not the first person to point that out. Angela Merkel, the CDU party, is way ahead in the polls. Um, as far as, you know, what stands out, I, I think there's, you know, a, a couple popular misconceptions. Um, the, the New York Times expressed one of them last month when they said that, you know, German voters, they kind of described them as just universally afraid of change, right? They're, they're, they're about to elect Merkel to a fourth term. Um, she's been in power since 2005. You know, and the Times is saying that this is kind of a paradox, that Merkel is someone who has actually brought um, some fairly major changes to Germany. And I, I don't really see this as a paradox at all. There, there, there are times in history when, uh, when voters want change and they'll elect almost anyone who promises that change. And then there's times when, when voters want to keep the status quo. And, and that pendulum swings more or less with the trend in, in social mood. And so stocks are up right now. Mood is optimistic. The economy is doing great. And, and Merkel's reputation benefits from that. Um, so really, a, a runaway victory uh, for Merkel is, is really exactly what we should expect uh, right now, given, given this trend in stocks and the trend in, in, in social mood. So, Brian, given all that, what is the market telling you? Yeah, so, you know, that said, I think, you know, Merkel may look back at the, it's and, and, and kind of rue the day she, she decided to seek a fourth term. And I say that because, you know, German shares are completing a, a very large degree wave pattern since 2009. And we've, we've walked through all these charts before. This is the DAX since 2009 here. Um, and what we have is a five wave advance here. Um, a one, two, um, three, four, five. And this chart here, what's, what's really important here is that once this final fifth wave completes, uh, once five waves up from that low completes, that's not just going to complete a a, a pattern since 2016, that's going to complete this entire pattern since 2009. And so, you know, stocks are headed in for a, for a very important top here. I think what's, uh, what's key is how voters are going to look back. Once, the, once mood has been trending negatively for a while, um, once stocks have turned back down, you know, how will voters review Merkel in light of that negative mood trend? So if I understand you correctly, the bull market in Germany is not quite done yet, but there is something uh, disquieting, so to speak, that's concerning you, something that's troubling you. What is that? Yeah, exactly right. Disquieting is a great word choice, by the way. I think, you know, it's really interesting how this quiet election in Germany, how it really mirrors, you know, this low volatility condition, the quiet that we've seen in financial markets. And, you know, we've talked before about you know, various gauges of volatility. We've looked at the VIX, uh, the VFTSE, which is the UK equivalent. I've got a chart of the VDAX here, the German equivalent. The same kind of pattern stands out. Periods of low volatility inevitably lead to periods of high volatility and to various crises. We've got the Asian crises back here, 9-11, the 08 financial crisis, various debt crises in Greece, Portugal, Italy, Spain. We've got the Brexit vote that corresponded with with uh, volatility. And once again, today, we're experiencing a 20-year low in volatility. This is a technical condition that just cannot last. Investors have, have gotten conditioned uh, to, to thinking that nothing can go wrong. And historically, that's precisely uh, when things start to go wrong. And Brian, it looks like low volatility can linger for a while at first. Is that a fair assessment? 
Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to say that, uh, you know, stocks are going to peak tomorrow and start crashing. Um, like we saw in the mid-2000s, you can have long stretches of low volatility. Uh, but, you know, I think the longer that, that markets remain complacent and the longer that the more habituated investors get to, to thinking that the market can only rise, um, the, the, the greater the, the coming crisis will be. And on the heels of that, you're sounding the alarm about the ECB as well. Yeah, I mean, the ECB, I think, is really setting itself up for, for a disaster. If we look at the, the, the balance sheet at the ECB, we can see that they've really been fighting one crisis after another uh, for almost a decade. All of the arrows on this chart here represent some kind of emergency measure taken by uh, the ECB. Back here in 07, even, we had short-term liquidity measures. Then we had rate cuts and covered bond buying. Um, then finally, unlimited liquidity in 2009. Then we had all these uh, financial stability mechanisms and the European Stability Facility. Um, Draghi came out in 2012 with his "Whatever It Takes" speech, where he said he, you know, they'll do whatever it takes to save the eurozone. And we still have um, we had negative deposit rates. Then deposit rates went even more negative, and we've had quantitative easing now since. Uh, since 2015 that's running at, at 60 billion a month. So, you know, an emergency is supposed to be, you know, a temporary condition. You deal with things, they go back to normal. In this case, the ECB has been fighting this emergency for 10 years and counting. Um, that tells me something bigger is going on here. This is, this is not your standard recession and recovery. It's bigger than that. And, and our view is that, you know, the ECB is basically out of ammunition at this point, at the worst possible time, with, a, with another major downturn in the economy, that will follow the next decline in stocks. And you, you can count on that. Um, and this time, there's, there's not going to be a whole lot that Draghi or his successor uh, can do about it. Well, Brian, as the old expression goes, it's hard to emerge from an emergency. Thanks for talking today. Thanks for having me, Alex.